Welcome to The Kid Is In School, where we talk about whatever we want since our kid is not here to interrupt us. But we don't have a lot of time before the bell rings, so let's get right into it. Luke, you managed to start each and every morning without coffee. How? I, well, I don't like coffee. That's the, that's the way to do it. If yeah. you don't like it, it makes things very easy to avoid. Oh, but have you ever tried it? You I must have. have tried it to not like it. Yeah, you know I've tried it. You've seen me try it. It's just, I don't like it. It doesn't taste good. And you haven't bothered to try to make it taste good. That's the problem. See, I think that too many people in this world push themselves through not liking something for a while uh, to get to the point that they are addicted to it. So now they feel like they do like it. And uh, it's we call it acquired taste. I don't believe in acquired taste. Oh. So you either like it or you don't like it. Is this how you feel about stinky cheeses? Uh, no, I like those. So I don't. <laughs> those are bad always on the first taste. In fact, the smell puts you off of them. The smell is what warns you away Look, from I didn't say cheese. anything about acquired smells. <laughs> I said acquired taste. You push past the smell, but you will not push past the taste. I love coffee. I, I, I love everything about it. I like the warmth. I like the coziness. I like a mug. I like a mug that expresses my individuality. I like the ritual of grinding the beans and putting it in my drip machine. I like folding in the filter. First of all, I don't know if you noticed this, but they make <laughs> cone filters in a way that you have to fold them along a perforation to get them to fit into the basket. For a while there, I thought you were doing like a CBS Sunday morning piece about how you love coffee. I love <laughs> I'm Nancy Giles. <laughs> I love the brown. <laughs> I love the cream. <laughs> I was, I was, I was, um, what do you call that when you're, when you're in love and you're extolling the benefits? I was just, you know, I was just being, um, poetic about something that I care about. I can't so get I passionate really... about liquids, by the way. I just don't. No passion about no liquids. Well, see, I'm a, I have a disdain for water, as you know, even though it's the, <laughs> the building block of life. <laughs> it's literally indispensable to life. I'm very grateful that I have drinking water, potable water, that I can bathe, and that I can have indoor plumbing, but it is one of those like necessary evils to my brain. I'm just like, oh, water, you again. But that's Flavorless, thing, it's, it's not evil. <laughs> boring water. <laughs> it's necessary evil the way you put it, it's a, but no, a necessary evil is something where it's like, ah, well, we have to have government because... You know, people... <laughs> Necessary evil government? <laughs> will just go crazy on their own, so we have to have something. It isn't... It isn't... Uh, food and water and shelter are just these necessary no those are necessities Nece yeah i guess i file government under a necessity too for order but <laughs> but um when you said necessary evil i was thinking like tweezers how you need them to pull out the splinter but they're it, it hurts but you have to that's the way to get the splinter out no i don't think that's what necessary evil means at, at oh all oh my gosh wow agree to disagree <laughs> well that's pretty simple to just look this kind of thing up you know what i call water not coffee i don't need to look it up i'm correct <laughs> <laughs> you just uh, need to come over to my side no look that's the thing like just in general though i don't like uh stimulants or anything like that so it's got caffeine in it caffeine kind of gives me headaches anyway so I, I learned that when I was a teenager with sodas mm -hmm. that uh, caffeine 
uh, I was getting these headaches all the time and then when I cut caffeine out, no more headaches. So there's no reason for me to want coffee. Right. You Did know, you, caffeine. I have a question. Did you cut caffeine out but keep sodas in your life? Because there are non-caffeinated sodas. I don't think I did. Okay. I, I think that it was kind of, because uh, there are non-caffeinated ones. That, so I probably drank uh, Sprite or something like that for a while. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there was Sierra Mist. Yes, I think A&W root beer. One of the root beers is caffeine-free. Yeah, I think it might be A&W. Well, the reason I ask is because I Because Barks noticed- has bite, so I think the bite is caffeine. I don't know. <laughs> Barks has bite, and by bite we mean caffeine. The reason I ask is because I notice sugar gives me headaches now. And and I And you haven't cut it out. <laughs> and I have sugar every day, but when I have too much sugar, it's like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Or when it's refined sugar versus uh, honey in my oatmeal. If I eat a donut or if I eat honey in my oatmeal, there's a different response. And so uh, specifically, you know what's giving me the headaches lately is eating her, my our daughter's Halloween candy. Let me say that again. You know what's <laughs> giving me headaches lately? Eating our daughter's Halloween candy. <laughs> Um, which I need to stop. <laughs> That's which easy... she has requested that you stop. And... <laughs> she doesn't remember that it's up there. She asks, now that there's Valentine's Day candy in the store, she's she's moved on. She's like, I want that. Anytime she sees a Kinder Egg, she immediately forgets that she has a bag full of Snickers at home. They're always, with kids, they're always getting candy from someplace else anyway. Right. Like we, I, we very rarely have bought her candy, but there's neighbors that give her candy there's obviously there's Halloween, but there's Christmas candies. There was birthdays, like some kid in her class had a birthday, so they just sent candy home. Right, right. With her lollipops, and she always likes lollipops over really good candy bars. I'm like, you want a dum dum over a Reese's? You cup? made some home baked chocolate chip cookies, and she wanted to have the lollipop instead of the cookies. Shame, shame. I was like, why don't you just wait? These are fresh. These are good, and the lollipop is going to be exactly the same freshness tomorrow. I know, and maybe I just like the chocolate over the lollipop because it's got caffeine. I want to return to coffee for a moment because you've reduced coffee to caffeine and a stimulant, and it's so much more. It, like I was saying before, it, it has a temperature to it, so it's nice and warm. Some people are like, they drink iced coffee year-round. They just prefer the cold, and I don't understand those people. I think I would probably prefer that. Like, I, I, don't yeah. like, I don't like hot drinks that much. I like iced tea if I was going to have tea. I like hot drinks even in the summertime. Yeah. It's just a little bit of a reset in my body of no. like a little massage, if you will, an internal massage. So coffee is the drink so good it has its own table. They named the coffee table after the proper drink it's not a tea table Luke. see i i like to think that uh dinner is such a great meal they've made it table after it that's There's true the dinner table, so. breakfast gets a nook yeah yeah and no one eats in a breakfast nook either yeah i'm not they even... sit in they sit in the window but they don't eat, eat there i'm not even sure what the nook is is the nook the shape of the room is it the table itself is it the whole it like thing the armpit of the room it's a little <laughs> it's a little indent you know you can it's a little place you can Hide. I think in New York City, uh, everything's a nook. New York City is the the entire apartment is the the armpit of the country in some ways. I said it. (laughs) Don't send letters and don't send nasty comments. I can talk about New York because I. This is still CBS Sunday morning. Because I live here. (laughs) Send letters about our coffee and nook ideas. I, I coffee and just in general. It's brown, hot water. And that, I think if you just tried to invent that today, 
mm-hmm. and go here here's some brown hot water mm-hmm. you're like well how did you make it well we just ran water through some ground up dirty old beans mm-hmm. i don't know that you could sell that anymore you know what i think you're thinking of is chicory uh, there are some brown hot water drinks tea is another one you're thinking of some people find very beautiful magical healing properties in tea and i am not i don't think i have a nuanced enough palette to appreciate it i like earl gray and i like jasmine green tea i could tell the difference there and and probably you know our nephew your nephew but i'm adopting him <laughs> makes he roasts his own beans so he's got a more refined coffee palette he he, he i'm boring to him cuz i can stand Keurig coffee and he's just like why I d- why waste your life I do find it funny that you called him our nephew but it's your daughter even though it's really my nephew and our daughter that's true yeah uh are these pronouns I'm working on my pronouns I don't possessive pronouns they are it's possessive okay sure <laughs> is her there your our mine okay um, I'll, I'll, I'll review it so I can remember every morning in the mirror. You're just trying to claim things that don't belong to you fully. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I guess so. I mean, what is he to me, though? If he's not my nephew, my husband's nephew is my nothing? That doesn't sound right. <laughs> this is how you know that coffee's not that great. I mean, I, in that people just get it out of habit or addiction, is that... Like if you go to like King's Island or Six Flags or Disney World, nobody's drinking coffee. They don't have the coffee stand. You want to get a big old, uh, maybe if anything with a, a soda, you get... You're absolutely right. They, they make it available, but nobody really wants it. Especially I, amusement parks are so hot. Typically, like when you're going, you're going on vacation. You're going when you have time off from work. The sun is blazing down. Only Abby Crutchfield wants a hot cup of coffee on a in a hot day. But there, eat, I never do. I go to Coney Island often. I never order coffee. No. So you're right. The only person drinking coffee at the amusement parks are the guy playing Goofy and <laughs> Princess Tiara. And they're in the back having a smoke they and a need coffee. It. Yeah, they need it. You're right. And that's the point. Coffee gets you through a hard moment. Amusement parks are already fun. Now, you and I tried to go to Disney. Was it Disneyland or Disney World? That we was in, in L.A., so it was Disneyland. Yeah, we were in California. We tried to go to Disneyland, and I went as a child, so I was hoping to recapture some of the magic. But let me tell you, two grown-ups, one of whom does not drink, it was not a fun time. <laughs> I remember I was trying to look for, I was like, don't they sell alcohol here? And you're like, I don't know, we can look for it. And there was, like, New Orleans was the one area that maybe had beer, but for some reason it was too hard to get to, or there was a wait. And so I was like, I just forget it. It's not going to be fun anyway. It wasn't. That's the thing. We went... Because we're comedians, we it was just an off day, and right, we it, tried to yeah go on a day that it would be affordable. Yeah. Well, beyond affordable, who ca- I mean, not crowded. Of, you know what I mean. Not crowded is the big thing. <laughs> yes, affordable. Well, we, time is money, baby. Yes, but uh, we went and we got to ride a lot of the rides, and it's not that interesting as an adult. Like I think everything probably would be more fun if you have a kid there. You, which is what it's designed for. And didn't we, we didn't even have a child at that time. We weren't even expecting at that time. No. So you just kept being like, you know what? Let's just do this when we have a kid. And I'm like, well, that's never, I'm never going to come back <laughs> here again. <laughs> but the very first ride I remember we were waiting for was Temple of Doom. Do you remember that? Or some Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I remember, vaguely, that's the thing I vaguely remember <laughs> Was it regarding Henry? It was one of those Harrison Ford based <laughs> rides. 
yes. fugitive would be a great ride. You get shot in the head, you lose your memory, you don't know who your name your name or your family is anymore. In the fugitive ride, you jump over a cliff that represents the the Ho- Hoosier Dam, Hoover Dam, excuse me. Yeah, the- it's a dam. It's a big dam. And uh, and then uh, one of you says, "I didn't kill my wife," and the other one goes, "I don't care." Yeah. And then you jump. That would be a fun amusement park ride. All right. <laughs> Your regarding Henry joke was very funny. Mm-hmm. So we waited forever. <laughs> we waited forever for this. And I remember we took a picture. It's probably somewhere on Instagram. If anybody wants to scroll back f- five years. And um, it was just us being irritated and bored. And I'm like, this is the Disneyland experience. I even ate a turkey leg, didn't I? I tried to, I tried to make it happen. I stood in front of the castle. I ate whatever food they make. And there's adults that like doing this stuff. Oh my gosh. I have a friend that I knew from college who back in college, he would wear Donald Duck sweaters, unironically. He would just, he, it brought him joy. And he said, every year, my family, all of us, like a whole big family goes to Disneyland. We love Disney. And it wasn't until I joined Instagram and became a part of the nail community, I have a separate nail blog, that I learned there are people who are obsessed with Disney World. Like, not just they've seen all the movies, but every article in their home has some kind of Disney logo or icon on there. So, so yeah, this, this friend of mine from college was definitely one of those people. And so I wanted to become one, too, when, at least while we were there at Disneyland. And the one thing I did enjoy was riding the Haunted Mansion ride because that's the one thing I remembered that jogged a memory from being there as a kid. I don't remember. Well, I, I never went to Disneyland when I was a kid. I went to Disney World once when I was a kid. Whew, maybe I was 12 or something like that. I don't remember exactly when. And at least I think I only went there once. And they're slightly different. One's in Orlando, one is in Los Angeles, and one is considerably older, which is disneyland but i didn't feel any connection to childhood at all and i think you know i like disney to some degree i think we everybody that grows up knows disney knows the disney characters like (laughs) donald duck you know all that stuff and mouse you learn mickey mouse first. you know mickey mouse but i like donald duck donald duck is funnier arguably way way he gets angry he swears yes that's the thing that makes uh, any cartoon (laughs) funny yeah (laughs) Excuse me, I know this is a family-friendly show. Yes, oh, great. Now i got to change the parental guidance on the <laughs> settings. The rating has gone up. Uh, he He's funny, because anger is funny. Like, seeing somebody angry mm-hmm. and getting upset and throwing a fit is funny. <laughs> Mickey Mouse has never been funny. Like, <laughs> Not even his weirdo voice. Hey, kids! <laughs> <laughs> That's a little funny. <laughs> I guess if I guess that is kind of funny if you think of it as an adult man. That's <laughs> an adult man mouse is talking that way. Cuz there's like Goofy and Goofy is I guess kind of funny, but he's he's <laughs> yuck. <laughs> he is. And then when he falls off a cliff, hey, Well, there is those things. Yeah. I like when he tried to learn to ski and those type of things, but he's 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 truly goofy. So his humor comes from more slapsticky uh, type of humor. True. Donald Duck is, I think, a little more visceral, where it's just, mm-hmm. uh, I'm angry, I'm upset at the world, these things aren't working out for me, I'm mm-hmm. losing my temper with that, which is funny in everyday life. Yeah, he throws tantrums and kids can relate to that. Yeah, nobody acts like Goofy in real life. No. Know? Nobody no. tries to put their ski outfit on after they put the skis on. <laughs> of course. <laughs> 
there there's nothing less mouse like than mickey mouse there's nothing less like a mouse than mickey mouse except maybe goofy being less like a dog Goofy has long ears and a nose, but, you know, clearly Pluto has more dog-like behavior. This has already been rehashed many times by many others. Many times, sure, but, but yeah, it doesn't make any sense that Pluto and Goofy exist in the same universe. No, it does not. But but my point being, Mickey Mouse is also very un-mouse-like. There's nothing. The best cartoon mouse, I got to give it to Jerry and Tom and Jerry. <laughs> Out of all of them. Better than Speedy Gonzalez, better than Danger Mouse, because uh, they all had too what much What about pers- Mighty Mouse? Mighty Mouse was like Mickey Mouse with a cape, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't talk like that. Here I come to save the day. I don't remember anything except the theme song. Like, what happened in an episode of Mighty Mouse? I don't know. I, Mighty Mouse, that's the thing. He's a little before our time. And so we would see reruns mm-hmm. of these things. But they some, some cartoons just kind of die off. And they don't stay evergreen. Mm-hmm. Scooby-Doo is one that I watched as a kid. It actually predates me by quite a few years. So, but every generation has a new Scooby-Doo show mm-hmm. and that has stayed alive. In fact, when I was a kid, uh, Kings Island, which is now I think a Six Flags in Cincinnati, had uh, Hanna-Barbera land. Yes. And so there was Scooby-Doo there. Great. Yeah, I Love that. Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo is eternal in my book. He's not, he, I don't know, he's ageless. I mean, the the ones that are dated are Shaggy. Clearly, Shaggy's a beatnik. Yeah. <laughs> Fred and Daphne. <laughs> He's from like... Fred Magic has an ascot. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and Velma, Velma actually withstands the test of time. People still look like Velma today, but... Yeah, it's come back around where now... I Well, you know what? What lasts Turtle is... Turtlenecks are... Nerdy. Evergreen. Just yeah, being nerds, nerdy. Yeah, nerds are evergreen. They always... They never <laughs> are in lockstep with actually society and trends. But... <laughs> But um, but Mighty Mouse, really quickly, is my only memory of Mighty Mouse. I was sitting on my babysitter's bed. First of all, the woman who babysat me was a teen when she babysat me. And um, so I could go over to her house and just hang out. Her mom would be cooking. Her dad would be reading. So I could just pop in there like Dennis the Menace. And I went up to her room. So she wasn't on duty watching me, but I was just hanging out in her room. And she had a mini television in her room, which was very cool to me. And it was black and white, which I was like, why is your TV broken? <laughs> so uh, so what was on it in between fuzz was, was Mighty Mouse. And that seemed ancient to me. So I was like, well, she's old and her parents are old and this is old stuff. <laughs> My TV has color and it's much bigger. So you didn't know Mighty Mouse actually had color. You didn't know his cape everything no mighty mouse is in co- i've never seen mighty mouse in color i always thought of it as a black and white cartoon like steamboat willie no that's hilarious i'm gonna look that up well that's funny that you thought that by the way everything that was on that tv was in color but it was a black and white tv so like, right because it was a small 80s yes, television by the time we hit the 90s everything's in color so mm-hmm. yeah things the- could be made in color but you know how they would replay old i love lucy on my color television that would be black and white so i just assumed it was one of those black and white things yeah it's it's not they have that's color. cool. Well, I can't wait to Google that one and find out yeah. what color Mighty Mouse should have been. Yeah. <laughs> what if he was black? This whole time I could have had <laughs> iconic representation. Yeah. I actually don't remember what color Mighty Mouse was, but there's yellow involved, and I don't know about his fur color. Yeah, I mean, we'll You can't see. really say skin color because you don't see the skin. You see No, fur. he's a fur. He's a mouse. He's got fur. That's the yeah. other thing about Mickey Mouse. That's supposed to be fur. He looks like a seal. He's got a widow's peak. He's a widow's peak. <laughs> <laughs> if if you trans if you like took the mouse uh, ness away from him and just like 
uh, turn him into a human, which, what is that? Anthropomorphizing? Anthropomorphize Mickey Mouse. Uh-huh. Again, another word that I'm terrible with. What's well, reverse anthropomorphization? Yeah, so if you, yeah, if you take the animal and turn him into a human, yes. I th- uh, he would just be a dude with a widow's peak. Like, <laughs> yeah, he'd, he'd like be Freddy Munster. Yeah. Dracula. <laughs> he'd be Dracula. Well, that's the only thing and about And he's Eddie Munster, by the way. Oh, what did I say? Freddy. Freddy Munster? <laughs> did I, <say> that? <laughs> I think you said Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> I was also thinking Andy Munster, so Eddie. Um, but no. Good old Andy Monster. So I'm putting my fists uh, above my head to show Luke. So this is where Mickey Mouse's ears are. If you have to learn how to draw him like a cartoon, they put the circle here and then the other circle right next so, to it. That's so one, not how mouse, mice should One look. directly on top of the head yeah, and one, and one on the side. side. Yeah, and it's supposed to show him at like a three-quarter view, but that's that's also wrong. It's like, get out of here well, that. Mouse ears should be They were right influenced here. by uh, cubism, which would have been oh. around... Just prior to Mickey Mouse being invented. That's one of the most cultured things I've heard you say. <laughs> you didn't think the brown water w- coffee reference coffee was Coffee is nothing but brown water. <laughs> well, you're a coffee... Uh, I'm a coffee apologist. You're a coffee truther. There we go. <laughs> Ooh, since we're talking about Disney, uh, we've been watching Andor lately. We just, just started. Mm-hmm. So I've heard great things about it. I'm excited and I really enjoyed Boba Fett, and I wondered, did you? How would you rank all of the ones that we've seen so far? We've seen Obi Wan Kenobi. Well, first off, we do have to acknowledge that Disney owns all of this now. Like when we went to Disneyland, they had the Star Wars land portion of it, so it's like oh, it yeah. was just all Star Wars. You're right. Yeah, we rode, we rode on one of those rides. Yeah, sit in your in a spaceship and it your rumble seat. Your seat rumbles around. That right. was cool. Which is it's still a little weird to be like. Whereas you can go and meet Mickey Mouse, the person walking around in that. And that all seems like I can connect to the kid. But, but watching Darth Vader walk around, like he's supposed to be terrifying to children. Yes. Like, you're not supposed to be able to go and kick him. The uh, way that do you, you think it kick. takes away some of the fun when you see someone dressed as Darth Vader? If it helps, he hates children. Whoever's in that costume. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he, they he all wishes do. you all were dead. They and he wishes do. he could crush your neck. And the thing is that we know that those people, first of all, Mickey Mouse can, should be able to talk too, but none of the people dressed up in these are allowed to talk oh, to it's anybody. The worst. I hate that they're silent. Yeah, and so as when a kid, I didn't like. And that. they're not allowed to do anything if the kids are kicking them or punching them. They just have to like shake their wag big, their finger, big finger, mm. <laughs> wag the big glove. Yes, and so, but yeah, now Disney owns all of the Star Wars properties, and so there's you know just sticking to the movies for a second. I know you're talking about the TV shows. Uh-huh. There's been ups and downs with the the movies you know there's the original three george lucas made in the uh, late 70s early 80s then there was the prequels that were made in the late 90s early 2000s that Mm -hmm. were also george lucas then we had uh this gets sold to disney and then they've made a bunch of other movies right and then when it got sold to disney there was a return i think to the original recipe if you will would you agree? Well, there was. They've done yes. They've, they've done some. Mark Hamill came back. Um, they they did Craig that Fisher for the um, the sequels, mm-hmm. and then but they also have the standalone movies like Rogue One. Right, and that's where I started to get confused. Yeah. <laughs> Rogue One did have Carrie Fisher in it. I do believe they I don't, had a CGI version of her. It was right after her passing. No, I don't think so. Oh. I think Rogue One was before the sequels. Okay, she was. I think the CGI version of her was in 
maybe the last of the sequels because like she some was rebellion based. <laughs> they're all the whole all of Star Wars is rebellion based. It's, okay, you're right, and I, and I don't want to spoil it, but in this one in particular, I would call it a not so happy ending. Whatever one I'm thinking, of. I I think she was fine. I I think that she survived that. But anyway, um, those those are ups and downs because they're they're continuing the same storyline. These offshoots. Like, I think Rogue One was probably the best movie out of all of the movies since the originals, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Partly because it's just new characters, but it also is kind of sticking to the storyline that we had originally. Original recipe, like I said. Yes. Now, the newest, the sequels, the numbered sequels, uh, 7, 8, 9, are... They have new characters. They kind of change things about the characters that we did have, or they kill them off, which I don't. I didn't need to see that. I did not need you to see see you bring back Harrison Ford to kill him, or bring this other character back Spoiler. to kill him. Look, if, if you've had many, many years, anything beyond a year, spoilers. No, you don't even have to have a disclaimer anymore. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> reminder, reminder. There you go, reminder. So with the shows. Uh, I like probably The Mandalorian the best. It's all within that same time period and universe, but they don't try to retread the same character or change the character at all, which they did a little bit in episode eight when Luke Skywalker was like living on a mountain drinking weird monster milk or whatever. He's older. Older, but he. You could. mean when Mark Hamill, Hamill came back as Luke Skywalker, but this time was doing his Jedi meditations all day. Yes, that's the one. And he okay. was crabby, and it's like, oh, I don't need to see that. I don't need to see. You don't need to see character development. That's not character development to me. That is changing who they are as a person. Okay. C- character development is you grow and change, not right. Hey, you've been this way your entire life and this is where you've grown and then in this other movie oh by the way you're now a crabby old man that doesn't believe anything you ever believed before it's like <laughs> that doesn't that's not development that's just at least to me that is just changing something so that you can utilize it for whatever story point you want and i didn't even okay. think the story point was good so yeah. like yeah okay. all right fair enough well what i liked about the mandalorian was his whispery voice. <laughs> it was almost like he was talking through one of those uh, telephone, um, you know, mimicry, you know, and they want to show that someone's on the phone. Hello? Is somebody there? <laughs> Hello. I'm the Mandalorian. Um, I liked that, that he never really raised his voice or changed his tone. But I thought it was too heavy. It was just too parental. You know, he really cared about uh, Grogu, mm-hmm. <laughs> the child. And... Baby Yoda to some people. They, Baby Yoda some to people some. Will, will refuse to call him anything but Baby Yoda. And it's like, he is not Yoda. Like, uh, he's a different character. You're right. You're right. But explaining that to our daughter was tricky. We're like, what's well, Yoda then? I'm like, yeah, same looking thing. She she gets it. Bigger she get, with a Kermit it's, voice. It's, it's the adult ones that, that I don't get. We're like, still will call him Baby Yoda. And it's like, oh, his name's Grogu. And it's like, okay. Well, Baby Yoda, and like, oh. They think you're a nerd when you have to correct them on the name. I know. Actually, he's been given a name, and it's Grogu. (laughs) Well, um, so, so, uh, you know, I'm a parent. I like, I like taking care of things, but to me, that, that made the stakes a little too high, the fact that he was always worried about the safety of the, the baby, so that in every episode, 
when danger was, you know, at hand, it wasn't as exciting as it was to me and Boba Fett. Boba Fett was not heavy at all. And I could look forward to the action every time. I loved the surprise cameos of celebrities. I even liked his dusty transformation. He went from chapped to moisturized <laughs> when he was in his little water chamber. <laughs> you care more about the moisturization of this character. You don't care about the character development. I like cocoa butter representation. Skin development. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, so so I would rank them Boba Fett over Mandalorian over, and or even though I've only seen one episode over Obi Wan because Obi Wan was my least favorite, and mm. and I'm not even I don't have anything bad to say about it. It just it was it was another it was everything was dark. It was always dark, and he never really got to shine. I wanted to see him kick butt every episode, and he didn't do that. I liked Obi Wan. Uh, I think that it was interesting. And we got to see Darth Vader more. Like, I, I think that mm-hmm. uh, for some reason, the Star Wars universe in general just doesn't want to give us Darth Vader. Yeah. It's like, we want to see Darth Vader. Like, a standalone show on Darth Vader would be fun. Like, we, it would be the most popular. They just, well, you didn't appreciate it when they gave you Hayden Christensen for three straight films. That guy's not Darth Vader. That's <laughs> Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> we want Darth Vader. And so, I yes, I, I like that we were able to see Darth Vader. We were able to see Obi-Wan Kenobi and, and kind of also see some of those missing years uh, mm-hmm. between uh, episode three and, and four when he becomes an old man and he gets grumpy. And so, <laughs> Look, grumpiness is inevitable in the Star Wars universe. If you're a, if you're a Jedi, that's <laughs> Unless how you you're end. at the cantina, you just yes. can't have a good time. Yoda got old and grumpy. Everybody gets old and grumpy. That's one thing I love about all these Star Wars adaptations is the cantina versions. There's always going to be a bar or a restaurant. But, you know, whether they represent a strip club or whether they represent a speakeasy, it's, or a saloon. It's always nice to see the interpretation of the place because it's when the show gets to rest. You know, it's like there's not any danger looming. It's just the break in the show. I guess. I, I think there is inherent danger to those things. Yeah, sometimes there's a fight scene. Sometimes yeah. there's a message like, oh, I got to tell you. But let me say this. This is why I want a video game, and I think they may exist, with just side quests. Where it's all like, instead of There's having... no main the, story, it's just side quest. No facing an enemy, no dying. You just get to go to... What, which one did you so have? So you don't even you mean side, to, side quest. You just mean nothing. Like you're well, just you just walking one, around. You had one video game you played where you could go to a barber and change your beard over and over again. I was like, let's just stay here. I think that, yeah, it might have been uh, Red Dead Redemption too. Yeah, yeah. You could Red, go to the barber. The parts of Red Dead Redemption that don't involve violence, that's what I like. You're like, I can ride a horse from yeah. town to town. Yeah, it's like a period piece. It's great. I think I what you want is uh, Oregon Trail. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was raised on Oregon Trail and this might be why. It's either that or number munchers. I don't <laughs> think we have a, a high-tech video game equipment of equivalent of number munchers no because it it peaked eat yeah. all the even fractions <laughs> anytime they try to do that with educational software it was always a bomb like nobody wants it. it has to be something that you can just do in school instead of reading a book yes and you go to computer well i don't know if they do computer labs we had computer labs oh computer labs we're so great i think now kids have their own laptops we'll see soon enough but um but yeah i used to love that and there was a software game called pause which was teaching you typing um is there a better word for typing no i think it's just typing skills and so 
ASDF JKL SEM. That's the, the whatever that row is called where you rest your fingers. So I figured out a way to beat it. I was so fast at it. I was faster than the software. So they would give me a high score. You're always trying to get faster and faster. And so I memorized, you know, the finger motions so that I could drill it out and see if anybody could beat my words a minute. Oh, man. What are they teaching kids with that to be a secretary or a stenographer? Like that's... Yeah, court stenographer. <laughs> Did you catch all of that? So um, so I, I liked that game in particular because I always tried to like beat it. But the one I didn't like that we had on those floppy disks was Lemonade Stand. Do you remember that one? Mm, barely. You could pick the name of your lemonade stand, the amount of, I don't know, sugar that went in, the price, and then they would, then you'd let it rest and watch it go to work and they'd say, <laughs> you sold three cups today, you know, because of the changes you made. It was a lot like Oregon Trail where there was no real right move to make. I never found a strategy in any of those games, so mm. I didn't really like them. Yeah, I'm sure it was probably to teach you math of like how to, uh, whatever it would be, fractions of how, it's not fractions because it's proportions mm -hmm. like what how much sugar you need plus how much lemon versus i do kind of right. remember that that's a great point i never realized they were trying to teach me math Every, I thought all was, of this was to teach you something yeah 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 i thought it was to flex my creativity so i kept changing the name of the stand and they'd be like nope <laughs> you, you failed again <laughs> you forgot to put sugar in lemons into the lemonade in abby's fresh lemonade yeah how about abby's tasty lemonade Nope, they sold poorly too. Nope, it does not matter if you don't actually put something in the cup. <laughs> Abby's fresh lemonade and it's just a cup. Yep, really cool cups though. I picked red cups today. Yeah, you can imagine how great it would taste though. There was some game, and I know I've said this to you before, but I don't have enough keywords to try to search for it online. But if anybody's listening and they remember what it is, there was a game towards my later years when games were becoming a little bit more advanced. They were not on floppy disks anymore. They were on hard disks. And it was a mystery-solving game. You met these kids up in their treehouse. The graphics looked more like a cartoon, like Garfield. And they had talk bubbles, and they would explain, I don't know, some clue you had to solve. And you had to look for clues in the room. Does that ring a bell? Mm, no, it does not. The, the games that I would have played after like the number munchers when I was real young, it mm -hmm. would have been something along the lines of um, where in the world is Carmen San Diego, yeah. those type of things. Did you like that? I did. I liked where in the world, where in time. Uh, there was another one. I don't know. Where in space? Yes. <laughs> did she go to outer space? <laughs> she was only on one of nine planets. <laughs> yes. She, and her outfit was exactly the same. She still had the big red hat, but there was a big old astronaut... Uh, helmet on top of that was one. it over it what the hat wasn't on top of the helmet okay it was over the yeah that's um yeah she had that cool red hat probably the red hat was my favorite part about her and the show was the acapella group rockapella rockapella but when it came to the actual geography i, I checked out this is this is my problem with risk the game of risk because uh unlike battleship or stratego which i loved risk had too much geography mm, stratego and uh risk always seem like boring adult games even though they're games i was like oh that's i don't want to play that that seems too much like a civil war reenactment I don't <laughs> it did look like that didn't it <laughs> yeah i wanted games like well monopoly is always one as a kid uh was it is it what's the one that has trouble where you like push the pop the bubble pop the bubble pop-o-matic yes <laughs> Instead of rolling the dice, they keep the dice in a cage. We don't want you losing this, so oh, just pop this bubble. Very smart idea, too. Yeah. More things should be poppable. 
Yeah, I, they must have uh, they must have copyrighted or trademarked it or something because you, nobody else has the pop. That was bubble. their mistake. They should have licensed it out to everybody else. It's <laughs> a great way to do it because you want the dice attached. In fact, if they could do that, the pieces too, uh-huh. where all the pieces were somehow attached to the board, and you could like uh, almost like a track, uh-huh. like they're in the track and you just move them around. <laughs> You can't this is a parent off. talking too because every time we get something that's designed for kids to keep it messy and clean the kid doesn't want it like markers that are they they are white on your couch or they're invisible on your couch but they write on paper and what they have is like a color delay and the kids like this is not as good as a real marker I need yeah. instant color you know what wouldn't be good in a pop-o-matic is your TV remote it always gets lost so you think I need it connected here but every time you would want to change the channel if you had to pop it and wait for it to hit the right button boy that would be annoying. that would be tough yeah if you're like i need channel 13 <laughs> oh it's channel 7 <laughs> oh i'm in trouble now <laughs> well let me tell you that stratego battleship and guess who are all the same game really yeah you're just trying to solve what's on the other side of the fence that you can't see ah well battleship i get uh, stratego i never played we got to play it. I'm no. so good at it. <laughs> it just, I, don't know. I don't think I'm old enough to play it. What's the box say? You have to be 65 and older? Well, I know on, on Othello, that's backgammon. On Othello, it says a minute to learn, a lifetime to master. Oh, I don't want to master anything over a lifetime. That's like you basically. Says the man who's in stand-up comedy as a career. Well, yeah, but like a game. I can't imagine trying to master a game. for a lifetime like that sounds like something where it's like we didn't have any other games when this was invented and so (laughs) just play it for the rest of your life because this is it that's all you're getting is this or chess which one do you want (laughs) you know things that perplex me like that are there's an african game with um with holes and, and and stones and i don't know how it's played and i can't even guess how it's played but it's also there's an abacus which is not a game at all but a way that people use to count and i and i can't figure out what to do with it besides just count and slide but people were probably doing calculations with it right were they just doing addition and subtraction or do you think they're doing more an actual abacus yeah you know abacus yeah i, I well i don't know him personally i was going <laughs> to but <laughs> I was going to pluralize it, but I don't know how to do that. Abakai. Abakai. Abakasis. Abakai. <laughs> I don't, I don't I, because I've never needed to. Like, I don't, but you know, there's probably kids that don't, won't know how to use just a calculator because they won't have needed to. Right. There were buttons on the calculator. I still sadly don't know what they're for. Yes. The M with the little uh, <laughs> check mark by it. I don't know what M check mark does. I don't know what the M check mark is either. Could be square root, but who knows. Well, you know what I want to work on when we are all done here is my my decluttering. I'm looking at Christmas ornaments that I need to put away. How's your decluttering come along? Well, along? I would say it's in uh, not good. Let's just put it that way. I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, I love to say it's going and it's progressing, but it's just I think I move things. I just move things. Oh. So instead of decluttering, it ends up being like, well, I'll take these things that were in this box and put them in a different box. Right. Or I'll take something that was in a closet. And I'm like, I'm going to get rid of it. So I'll put it in a box and then just have it out in the living room. And it's like, <laughs> that's not decluttering. That's, but I don't have, I don't have the same time as I would hope to have maybe before we had a kid to just go, all right, I'm just going to spend a couple hours working with this. It's like when you get a couple hours, it's filled with, you know, I'm, I'm working on stuff. I'm doing you know, right. video editing or I'm writing jokes or whatever it is I'm doing. And then then it's time to pick her up again. It right. just seems like, oh. You weren't decluttering. You were puttering. 
puttering, yes. <laughs> I I watch YouTube videos to help motivate me to declutter or tackle it from a different angle. And time is definitely one of the issues that people complain about. If I had more time, then I could do it better. But then they tell you, set a timer for five minutes and see what you can get done. Start with what's easy to throw away first. And what then, you know, the whole sparks joy system, Marie Kondo will say, hold it in your hands. And if it, you know, brings you joy, then keep it. And if it doesn't, let it go. But um, for me, I got into labeling as a part of organization. And um, and then I'm that's out the window now because I got a label maker. <laughs> I put it everywhere in the house. Do you remember I put it in like uh, cabinets? And then it just sticks to your furniture and and it fades. And then it is and, impossible to remove. And now we've got a label maker and labels. And we've, we don't declutter in this house. We reclutter. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, 2023 is a year to try again and try better but honestly if i could just say i think that we are making some progress i think i'm just going ahead and put this on 2024 that'll be that'll be the year okay that's a good idea thanks for joining us today if you had a great time let us know on social follow kid is in school on twitter and the kid is in school on instagram subscribe so you don't miss our next episode be sure to throw us one of those five star ratings and share with your friends Oh, and do it quickly before the kid gets home.